Are you Mandalorian? I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy. Like my father before me. Three men and a baby Yoda podcast. Matthew, Dylan, Callan. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 47 of the Three Men and a Baby Yoda podcast. What a finish on Ferrix. Andor 1 to 12. What a show. It was bloody good. Catherine Neen is the only person living in 2022 while we're all stuck in 1977. <laughs> and joining me tonight are my two good buddies, Callan Gardner. How are you, mate? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. It's uh, it's good to be back into entitled Star Wars and just wanting more already. Um, it was a ripper of the last episode, and I'm really keen to start cracking into it. And um, yeah, even my kids are starting to slowly get the toes in. Little five year old dipping the toe into Star Wars and talking stormtroopers, and it's good feelings all around. Excellent, mate. Excellent. Mate. Good to be here. And Dylan, great to see you, buddy. We've got a full assemble and a oh, special no. guest. But how are you, Dill? Good, mate. Good. I'm salivating. I want more. Give me more and or. <laughs> mm, two more years to wait, mate. You'll uh, mm. you'll, you'll just have to have some have fill fill your feed with some Mandalorian and some Ahsoka and, and Tales of the Jedi and a Bad Batch and, and and I can just see our fourth guest just licking his lips at, at the at the delicious treats that are to come from the future and we're we're in for a real positive chat tonight. This is this is this is a rare fairy dust moment for Kathleen Kennedy, Mr. Matthew Frost. How are you, buddy? Good evening, fellas. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, B plus. Um, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so it begins. <laughs> Good to see you, Matt. What's been uh, What's been happening in your world? Uh, not much. I, I'm just looking at the, the monitor, and I look like one of the Doobie Brothers is about to get abducted by an alien. Looks like you're wearing a hat. It looks like you're um, you're ready for the new Weird, Weird Al movie, mate. <laughs> I, uh, um, we've just set our, our couch up a bit different, and, and it means the kids can get behind it. And the kids have been playing salon, so I've been the kids have been brushing my hair, so that's why I kind of look a bit oddly manicured. <laughs> you, you genuinely look like Mrs. Doubtfire right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jerry's. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, apart from the beard, you're probably not far wrong. <laughs> what a good start! What a good. <laughs> Once a secret is known, it, it, it cannot be unknown. <laughs> so, yeah, but, uh, look, but apart from that, everything's going pretty well. We're a bit of wild weather down here. We're a bit of Sydney weather down here in uh, in Adelaide at the moment. And, and uh, apart from that, it's just been um, really enjoying this so-called Star Wars television. So. <laughs> it's been an interesting 10 weeks, hasn't it, mate? Like, I remember we had you on and we had to sort of skirt around the one episode you've seen, so we just chatted about that. And then, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then you and I have been texting, and, and it's funny because the texts have just been so good. It's like, fuck, that was pretty good. 
Uh, and then it's like, ah, oh, it's not going to be, it can't be, it can't be any better next week. They're going to fuck it up next week. <laughs> Pretty, even better than last week. Fuck. Still going. And like, it just, you know, we, 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 we had to make up stuff to make fun about because we, we couldn't, we couldn't, we had nothing, nothing but good things oh. to say. There's a, like if you can't make fun of the show, you can always make fun of people liking the show. That's oh, the that's, best thing. Yeah. That, 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 that seems so. to be the, um, the the norm at the moment. Actually, I, I sent this thing to Brinkat today because he's we got Star Wars fans that are huge Star Wars fans, but they're just not getting into it or they're watching it with their phone in their hand, so they're not paying attention. I'm like, oh, what do you think of the heist? He's like, oh, is that what happened? Like, like <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm like, well, did you watch this bit here? He's like, oh, I must have missed that. I was on my phone. I'm like, this is this is definitely a show where you can't be on your phone. No way. Anyway, yeah. I, I said in this, he's like, he's just he's he's up to episode seven now, but he's just it's this meme I, I sent through today, and it's like all these people happily watching Andor, and this is one person going, you know, he's going to die anyway, right? And then they keep watching it, and it's like there's no cameos from the Jedi. It doesn't even feel like real Star Wars. People keep watching it, and then the third one is him just going absolutely ape shit, going quit having fun while all these people watch Andor. Like, <laughs> but there uh, are. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so totally that guy. Normally, like, I was the guy that took like you know a year to get into Nirvana. Like you know, everyone's like, oh, Nirvana, are amazing. I'm just like, all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm 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 normally that jerk, sort of sitting there going, "Oh yeah, and no, I'll catch it later." But not the case this time. Got to say, do you do it out of spite? Yeah, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> spite, spite is a good weapon. It's a good weapon. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I remember seeing somebody saying, "You absolutely have to watch Game of Thrones." And as soon as oh, I, said, I was going to say like, Game of Thrones, I'm never going to watch it. Like, yeah. Just to annoy you. <laughs> I, I managed to do that for about three years and then it was around the Joffrey wedding uh, that it was just the height of the internet and I was just like, oh, maybe I am missing out on this because I was saving it for like, oh, I want to binge and then I had three and a half years of worth to binge and then after that I was I was hooked and uh, you're missing out, Frosty. I was the same with Breaking Bad. Big time. I'm like, it can't be that good. It's just actually, I, I was the same too. I was like, I'm not going to yeah. glorify ice smoking and all that stuff. I can't. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is pretty good, actually. Actually, my it's not name good. is Gustavo Freund. Yeah, Sensation. I uh, have never seen Breaking Bad either. So. It's good. I've only seen half of yeah. it. I've never seen all. Of it. Yeah. What's what's your what's your favorite show, Frosty? Then is it the Flying Doctors or? Oh, there's a blast from the past. Victor Charlie Charlie, Mike Sierra <laughs> Foxtrot. I remember the their call signs. Uh, Top three shows best, of all time, other than best Andor. television show I've ever seen, Chernobyl. I think Ooh. that's the best television show <laughs> I've ever seen. There's a lot of um, Chernobyl in Andor, you know. There's a lot, a awful lot. Um, sure, apart from that, I, re- I really like. Um, uh, what's a good one? There was uh, just recent ones that I watched I really like Castle Rock. That was very good the first season anyway. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like lots of telly, but um, I don't like things that go on for season after season. I'm a <laughs> one and done or two and done sort of. Well, this, so, this li- Andal's, Andal's, Andal's going to suit your uh, your niche right into your wheelhouse. This is only one yeah. more season yeah, to go. Definitely. Yeah, and we'll have yeah. a chat about that because I'm 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 a little worried about 
you know, this was paced so well, then they're going to cram four years into the next season. But we'll get to that later. But, Cal, you're looking good, buddy. It's good to see you. And you've got a very nice setup. It looks like you've got some sort of computer with a blue tinge or a new fish tank. <laughs> yeah, fish tank. No, that's the uh, computer with those lights, fancy lights. Very fancy, you just mate. I haven't ever seen it before. It's just on the on. Yeah, well, I'm in my gar- garage, so it's all um, lights are off. But if I turn it on, there's all my shit behind me, so it um, doesn't look as fancy. So. But you, you, you've moved into a new house and you've got your yeah, own yeah. little space and you're not podcasting from the kitchen. I'm not podcasting from under the stairs anymore like a little Harry like Potter kid. Harry Potter's leftovers. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, good internet, good good setup. I think we're a month in now into the new house, so it's um, it's been pretty sweet. Cal, the setup looks great, but if this was a horror movie, you're the first person getting dragged off oh, in the yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting snapped by your garage door or something. Yeah, 100%. Michael Myers is sitting behind somewhere yeah. there. Just, you just see the mask come yeah. out. I'm going to have to go turn the light on now. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to die too, but I'm just going to get eaten by a mosquito. Death by mosquitoes <laughs> in here. I can... I can feel, I think I left the door open earlier, so there's about a thousand in here. I can feel myself slowly getting eaten alive. <laughs> Dill, how, how how about you, mate? How's your place and how's your Star Wars viewing going? Very good. Uh, as you may be able to see, my bench has been built with my father last weekend. Got a new clock. Um, Ooh, very fancy. No Star, Wars on the sh- no Star Wars on the uh, walls yet, mate. You know what? I said to myself, I've got to start you know, decorating the place because it's mostly just furniture at the moment. So I put the idea, I'm like, because my, my mum and I have very similar tastes in, in you know, design. I say to mum, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking of putting up a few posters and stuff around my little setup and stuff. She said, if you do that, I'll disown you. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> she's like, she's always been the kind of person who's like, do not fucking ruin your room or, you know, the house with pop stuff it's it's always just got to be clean because if you invite people over xyz and you look at Matt's setup there's 15 posters i don't want to alarm you but i've got a very close friend who does exactly the opposite of what you are (laughs) she's not my (laughs) mum but uh no good man Uh, in terms of my star wars viewing i'm just you know enjoying andor i've been watching it with my partner so it's been our if we don't get to watch it on a Wednesday, it's a Friday or a Saturday night with a couple of drinks and, yeah, really just settle in and enjoy it. Tales of the Jedi was – I get, we probably won't go over that, but that was phenomenal. I, I binged it in one sitting. It was fantastic. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Well, I've we'll still only we'll, seen two. We'll save Tales of the Jedi for the end. We won't just we'll, – I'm sure – Frosty will be dying to, dying to let off some steam on something. <laughs> but we'll, 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 but let's, let, let's go into Andor because, Frosty, tell me about, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the first, uh, the, it was set up in arcs. It was almost like four movies in one season worth of stuff. And, um, you know, episodes one to three, you know, now that I've had a chance, because I've had a chance to go back and watch it again and, you know, obviously – it was, they were like, oh, it's a slow burn and it, it, it took its time. But going back and watching it again, knowing the names and sort of recognising things and not having that that hype of of taking it all in for the first time, I was actually watching it in a relaxed manner and 
I was loving it because I was. I, I didn't even. I didn't even. I forgot that the B two emo got pissed on in the first minute of the show. <laughs> by the little rental. Oh yeah. I, I missed that the first time. I was, I was too yeah. busy going handle, handle, handle. Like, um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, he got pissed on. That's that's funny. Um, but no, it was good because it set up. You know, Ferrix. You know, this whole world of Ferrix and bricks and whatever. Like. Um, that, that we were obviously in the end going to end up on and, and setting up that world building and, you know, even stuff like, you know, just the dialogue around the, the corporate security and everything. Like um, it really set up that stage and it needed to sort of build that world so that you could sort of move on to the next stuff. I mean, Maddie, you, you, you watched them all pretty, pretty side by side because you, you weren't watching week to week, were you? Not at first, uh, not for those first three, because they came out together, didn't they? Well, when, yeah. when, when we chatted, we were up to episode six and you were on episode yeah. one, so you had the yep. luxury of a good binge. Um, yeah, but we didn't do it that way. We did, because watching with my wife, like, you know, after the kids go to bed, really have, we we did watch them all one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um so, but it's interesting what you say about the, you know, that it's a slow burn to some people. I think if you look back on it, and I felt so at the time, I thought it was pretty efficient, actually. Like, there's a lot of wasted stuff in there. Mm. Um, you know, there's no, ev- everything ties into the plot. Did you say there's not a lot of waste? There's not a lot of waste. There's not a lot yeah. of waste. That's hundred percent. I get I get that I get that people have it like things are paced in different ways and you know you know certain eras of movies are paced in different ways and stuff like that. But I, I didn't really get the slow burn thing because I thought it was really efficient. It didn't really detour off into anywhere. So everything was pretty much in like part of the bones of the plot. I think part of the reason for that, though, is just every character was so average Joe, but they were so captivating. Every time there yeah. was someone on screen, like, I just wanted to know more about them. It wasn't like a, oh, this person's a side character, don't really care. It's every single time that someone was on screen, there was a story being developed, characters being built, and a world being built. It was awesome. No, I mean, there the was only- so much. Oh, you go, Matty. Sorry, the only plot thread that, doesn't really tie into too much at this stage with him looking for his sister. But, yeah, I, you're dead right about the, you know, the the characters. Like, the, the best thing you can do in television, like long, long-form television, long-form storytelling, te- is make people care about the characters, whether you like them or not. Doesn't, mm. like, you know, there's some, some fairly unlikable characters characters in the whole thing but you actually got to see what makes them tick like they don't so then they don't have simplistic reasons for doing what they're they're doing like you you believe it basically so and and from all all the baddies are like that you believe you know why everyone's doing something that's that's pretty good television i'm still not a fan of cyril Single fucking worst character. (laughs) No, it's it's so awkward. It makes me awkward watching. That's the point of it, right? But I'm just like, fuck, stop looking at me, dude. It's like, gets me every time. He's like the teacher's pet. Oh, it's so funny. 
He's just got such a punchable face. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> so good. It reminds me of that. Um, Do you guys watch the Captain America TV show? Like they, they had another Captain America, like some some dude came in and was the new Captain America. And oh, everyone yeah, hated him. yeah, yeah. I, I love that guy. Yeah. He reminds me of Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> if no. he was a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> Pee-wee Herman uh, joins the Empire. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he's a, he's a, still, I'm interested where that's going to go later on, but that's a, he's just a creepy dude. Well, early on they were saying Cyril Khan is, is uh, Gabe from The Office, uh, all grown up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Space Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> that one's, yeah, that's good. But it was good in that, <laughs> yeah, it, it set up the Ferrex world. You got the Canary origin, which was very apocalypto-like, and you know it set the scene. And like you said, Dylan, many times, like they needed to have those three episodes released at once because you know you sort of one and two were sort of dense and deep, and then the third one you got sort of the payoff from the, the the action of the heist that you know people some people need. But it's funny, like in America, they've released this on all these ABC and Hulu, all these other channels. Yeah. And they've only released that, two do episodes. Because, do you reckon that's because it hasn't been doing that well on Disney Plus? Um, I don't know. I think they're just trying to tell share. Me, tell me whenever an episode gets released, the first thing I do usually is go on Disney Plus and look for it in the headers. Yeah. Very rarely is it coming up top of of Disney Plus. You sort of have to go looking for it. Yeah, I found that. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, that'd be a good one to find out how it actually, how well it actually did. Because mm. well, it's it, an absolute banger. It's it's not the most watched Star Wars show ever, um, but I think it's. I think also because of all the contracts and everything that everyone's been signed to, and it's said you know they're all tied to a streaming network and royalties and payments and whatever. They can only do a certain amount of on free to air TV or whatever, so right. as not to breach. Contract. I don't know, but that's that's the general gist of things. But I think they're trying to get it out there as well, to just to spread the word. Because I mean, and you know, people get people hooked, and then onto Disney Plus. I don't know. Bobby Eyes just uh, come back to Disney. He's, he's now in charge again. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what happened there, but it was a good start. Um, took me a while to watch the first three as well. I watched it over a weekend, I think. Going through your, the comments on like the whole mini arcs that we have discussed many a time, I found myself towards the back end of the series. It wasn't really in those three episode arcs. Like I was sort of watching and I was like, okay, we're building up to this ninth episode, but it seemed like episode 10 was the big yeah. hit for that seemed arc. Three, you know? three, four, two. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So that caught me off guard. Hmm. Was oh, perhaps they just averaged it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's his favourite so- yeah, so- soccer formation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we decided to go to 3-3-4-2 at the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it, it was a 3-3-1-3-2. Three, three, because there was, there, there, there was a breather in episode seven. Oh, yes. Yeah, but that, that was just tucked in behind the other midfielders. It wasn't like, yeah. That was, that, 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 that was a central defensive midfielder. Just, yeah, uh, yeah. Setting up Andor for, for the big goal. Sweeping mid. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, the, where the show really sort of picked up its momentum was um, 
you know, the Aldani heist. We move on to <laughs> the planet of Aldani, which, you know, for the first four and five, you know, you know I, I remember I remember one of those episodes was titled the tree, the the, the axe forget, no, the tree forgets, for, the, no, the axe forgets, forgets, but the tree remembers. That's right. And I, I remember one day I had a fight with my wife, and and I actually said, um, I, I said, I said, oh, the axe forgets, but the tree remembers. He goes, what the fuck? What the fuck does that mean? I go, I don't know. <laughs> I, just li- I, I just like it. Um, I can so picture you like Andrea's fucking fuming, and you just like. I'm just throwing out fucking what? Andor gold, and she's just going <laughs> straight over her head. Yeah, you like um, uh, what's his name, Jules from Pulp Fiction? I just thought it was some cold-blooded shit to say before I ice someone. <laughs> but the thing is, I just would have landed him in more hot water, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me, I, 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 I was very lucky to get on the podcast, and I, I, I was, I was boasting to, to Frost, just like everything's going well, kids, kids going nicely, wife's happy, and then I said something stupid just at about nine twelve, and she's like, "You better watch it." <laughs> We're not podcasting. I'm like, don't take away the stuff I love. <laughs> it's all I have. <laughs> uh, it, well, I was on a, on a, on a nice edge. The, the tree, tree remembers. remembers. The tree remembers. I'm going to write a manifesto about this. <laughs> this is tyranny in its number one form. Get your boot off my throat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Cal, tell me the highest episodes. What were your favorite bits? Like, um, the this episode six, um, oh. that was probably one of my favorite episodes I've seen in a long time. Like Star mm. Wars wise, it's sort of just like well, was, up until that point. Yeah, yeah, up to oh, the whole, everything. Like I've loved the whole season, but that was a absolute. Um, I loved how they walked in. It wasn't nothing was over the top. How they you know they trained for it, all that sort of shit, and it was just it was really well done. And I love that they just the empire would just made out to be smug assholes, mm-hmm. and um and it was made and that's what we all you know but you just saw it, and these guys are just like walking under their fucking nose, and um there's a bunch of them just didn't give like they just thought they were too fucking good, and um, that's what I thought was f- sick. Um, I was devastated. Namek was is it Namek? Yeah. He got he got oh, nailed, crushed by the coins. Yeah, that was devastating because I thought he was a cool, he was an interesting character. He was um, an odd and chap, I, and and he's then the little manifesto thingy mm. handed over. I'm, I'll be interested to hear the theories on that later. But yeah, I love that was my favorite episode up until sort of that last you know couple. Uh, that, was, that was the top one of the first six, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it so, just. Soon as I saw him writing in that little book, I'm like, "Oh, well, you're dead." Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the few times in the show, and that and that I've got to say, the whole show, like, I didn't really know where any of it was going, and I and every other Star Wars show, it's just so obvious where it's, you know, heading for me. Um, you know, I was just like, I don't know where this show's going, but I must admit, when I saw him in that book, I was like, "Ah, oh, no." It's not going to work out for you, buddy. <laughs> well, on the second viewing of that, it's funny. Like, remember that episode where he's like, "Oh, I'm having trouble sleeping," and then Cassian says to him, oh, "What does he say? Is oh, don't worry, you'll, you'll sleep well after the after after the job's done." Oh, I, was, I, was, no. I, was, I was like, "Oh no!" 
It's horrible. <laughs> so uh, that one, that one, that was a he real. He goes into gut the forever box. But uh, I mean, there's a good theory today. I mean, have a look here. This photo I want to show you on the camera. This is Cassian Andor in Rogue One. Right, is the manifesto in is like that the writing? manifesto on his shoulder, Pat? Uh, and it's not. Sure. Is it, no. it what has a very a, inconvenient spot to put something. <laughs> yes, I know. He, he's 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 attached to my top chest. He's, <laughs> a, he's an audio book I carry around on my shoulder. Yeah. We've all we've got all the secrets. Everyone, just check it. It's right fucking here. <laughs> mm. well, he goes door knocking. Would you like to hear about the manifesto? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to hear Lord Nemec Christ? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lord Nemec will return, rise after three days. Somehow Nemec returned. That's a uh, yes, but uh, no. Yeah, I mean, the the visualization on episode six. I remember watching it for the first time, and just the tension and everything of the whole episode. I. I felt like I didn't take a breath the whole episode and it was just on the edge of my seat. Like also like like this seat forward just at the TV and then I was exhausted by the end of a television show for some reason. <laughs> and um yeah, it was just gripping. Like and then that that asteroid field exit and oh, uh, that was cool. That was I've cool. never seen something cooler on a show than flying through the eye in that asteroid belt. That was phenomenal. Amazing! Did you see Fonzie jump the Great White Shark in Happy Days? <laughs> I did not. Apart from that, I, yeah. I'm, I, I'm surprised Dylan even knows that reference. That's, that's so far oh, beyond his time. The Fonz, mate. The Fonz, yes. I, I tell you what, that that tension you don't get that unless it's it's done in a three episode arc, like that that middle episode, episode five. Mm-hmm. So good because they're just out there in the wild, roughing it, like you know, practicing their things and and seeing when the the tie fighter patrols came over and instead of like you know them being brave or anything like that, they're they're shit scared. Mm-hmm. You know, they're you know, it's 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 good. It's really these aren't your these aren't your super powered heroes and stuff like that. They're they got a really finely balanced job to do. They're training hard to do it, but it could they could get made at any stage. So that's yeah, what it felt like. They could literally get made at any stage. That's yeah, it. yeah. They weren't. Uh, they didn't have control. Yeah, and that's what that's that's what I really like. It always looked like they were fucking cooks. Like that was yeah. like, like it was. Uh, yeah, it felt it, risky. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you know what else works for the show really well is. They're not scared to build up a character to let them go like that, you know? Yeah. It's not, oh, I got hit by a blaster shot and, oh, look, I'm, I'm fine. It's They get hit by a blaster shot, they're dead, you know, instantly. It's just, see you later, there's no. There's a few of those in the last episode. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh. They're not afraid to make it brutal too. So there's yeah. no sort of like, you know, go on without me or or somebody gets some, some hackneyed, Final felony words to spit out or anything like that. That may the force be with you or whatever. No, it's just brutal. Robot tummies on on, on, T Pain scissor hands to the rescue. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No Wookiees getting shot by 50,000 blasters and eating a bit of fruit at the end of the episode. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going back to Book of Boba Fett anytime soon. <laughs> Although I, I, 
I, I am keen for the Mando episode and the Luke Skywalker episodes, but the others they they're not they're not high on the rewatch list. Uh, whereas Andor, I could definitely watch. You need a lot of time though as well, like, but it's definitely got rewatch factor as well. Um, yeah, because it's all it's that thing because you know where it goes. There's none of this shit. You know, there's going to be another season, but you know, Andor in Rogue One fucking dies, and he yeah. kicks the shit out of it. So it's like, hold on, that, let's not. How do you know he's dead? <laughs> yeah, come on. Well, in Star Wars, who fucking knows? But yeah. it's that's the reason I, I love that. There's we know the end, and now we're just coming yeah. filling in the gaps. It's pretty cool. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah. The, the the good thing too, like about something a show like this is you can actually rewatch it and just delight in the performances and the dialogue. Mm. Like you know the you know we, we were talking about you know some of the. The, the better performances and, and moments as far as the acting and stuff like that. You know, you, you can't do that with some of the other stuff. It's going to, the more you rewatch it, it'll seem a little bit more cringy. cringy. Yes. Yeah. So you, with a show you, like this. Yeah. Go on, sorry. Yeah. With a show like this, that's not the case. You know, you can go back and go, oh, how good was that? Like, yeah. well, you can't watch a lightsaber be thrown over you. Shoulder it and then just walk away. Don't be shitting on the Last Jedi. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually. That's the one movie I'm sort of keen to to revisit. I liked it. It's just that pisses me off. That's the only one. But yeah, I've got the word tension in my notes. Tension through this whole whole season was just always on point. Yeah, and that's that's that's, that's thanks to the writing. Like it's such yeah. quality yeah. writing. And I mean, we're going to go through. You know the seven. The episode seven was a nice little breather episode. You know your little post heist cool down. Take a trip to space, Mykonos, or how much cash do they get? Eighty eight eighty million dollars or credits. Space Mykonos is fucking perfect. Space it makes Mykonos. me laugh every time they go there. Uh, and they robbed the two fucking people shagging when he took his box back. That fucking made me laugh so much. <laughs> was, that, was that two people shag? I thought that was just one guy having a snooze. No, it was like uh, he was fucking, fucking alien things, bro. Yeah, just he like had an alien prostitute. He was going to town. Oh, well, okay. I would have had it the night before, I'm assuming. I'm making wait, an assumption. Wait, was that? No, I thought he snuck into the room. And so, yeah. Rewatch it. You'll see there's so two there's, aliens banging. Yeah, there's like two weird oh, okay. alien things. Like, oh, they were, I assume they were banging. I thought that was just one <laughs> weird elephant dude sort of thing. Um, oh, I, need to, I need to revisit that one. <laughs> that's gonna go frame by frame in the episode. Just oh yeah, just that's, that's just some Andor after dark. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just averted my eyes. <laughs> but it was interesting, like you know, is it after the Aldani sort of the ISB sort of just went into overdrive and mm. and you know the world just became chaos because of what he did. And funnily enough, he ends up being the victim, and this is this is a growing trend for him, unfortunately, a victim of his own, you know, demise and work, you know, six years in prison for just walking on the street. Um, but you know, and this this is definitely a turn I didn't see coming. I, I never I never thought he was going to be going into some sort of prison. Yeah. Based on what we saw in the trailers, I mean, we saw in the trailers that sort of running scene at the end, but you know, this the whole prison arc, which was just you know really the calm before the storm in the end but it was just a huge crescendo of of just awesome i mean and and, and once you got past oh andy circus is in it and wasn't he in 
you know, the Force Awakens is Snoke, and he's just in as Andy Circus as the Andy Circus, the actor as Kino Loy. He just stole the show for th- yeah. the whole thing. Like it was phenomenal. I mean, Frosty, give us your give us your your Brownlow votes to Circus. <laughs> oh, yeah, a well, Circus yeah. three votes. Three votes. Yeah, he probably he probably got. Out of the three episodes, it was it was he in, or was he in four in the end? No, no, three, seven, three, eight, three. Eight, eight, nine. So he the- probably got he probably got seven or eight votes for those three three matches, which is a fair run, isn't it? Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, look, he's he's a very underrated actor. Like you know, he does his motion capture thing, but he's he's you know sort of pioneered and lifted that to another level like throughout the industry sort of thing mm. um but it's great to see him perform it's great to see him get such a great character to work with yeah i think um the last thing i saw him in was i think he was in black panther is a pretty one-dimensional villain villain um also one-armed in the end <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you what like as I said it, it's pretty simple format. You make people, you, you you show a bit of development. You make the audience care about a handful of people in a situation like that. And then when you get to to the payoff, and the payoff was I can't swim. Oh, you know that that was more like <clears throat> that had that- more meaning behind it than you know just about anything in the any other television series star wars television series so far like you know it what was the text because, you sent me frosty about i can't swim what do you remember what it said i can't swim is better than anything feloni's ever written again. he'll be back <laughs> he will be back so tony gilroy oh, he- said um he didn't die but Said you didn't see him die. I don't, I don't think you he, need to bring be, him back. He'll be captured like, by the ISB. He'll be in some the, way or form. What if he escaped nah. by sending up smoke signals? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Did you just make a smoke signals and smoke signals? He did. Oh, man. It came up on my tweets today, all right? I, oh, I, mate. Because people are like, he's not dead. He's not dead. <laughs> don't don't kill him. And then someone wrote, oh, he survived. He sent off smoke signals. So, oh, my uh, God. That was pretty funny. Well, what, what fits for the show? What fits for the show is he's dead. Like, yeah, that's, I that agree. Fits, that fits the tone of the show. And I'd sort of be not cheated, but it would be a little miffed if, they do anything else because it's not the point. You don't have to have a, like some of these characters like Nemec and stuff like that. They, they play their part. Yeah. And one of the, the whole thing about this show that I've really admired above anything else and on a theme wise is the, the thing about a revolution, the thing about any social change, about anybody who picks up arms against anything or starts a war or whatever is, are you willing to make things worse to make them to better, them to, be- to make them better, mm. because that's that's what every conflict has to face. Mm. Like, are you willing to do what needs to be done, which is make things a whole lot worse to make them better? And you you tell me a show that gets down in the mud with that concept more than this. Mm. Yeah, you're right. 
Because the theme constantly comes around, like Cassian, like he he started that you know because he was looking for his sister, and then he killed those those security people, and it came back around. And then like you know he he stole uh, he was part of the raid, still out Aldani, and it came back around. Everything comes back around, like and it, it, it every every time it comes back around, the stakes get higher, more people die, like the cost is greater. But are you is is it the right path? And then when you hear Luthen talk and everything Luthen says in that speech supports all of oh, that. Yeah. So, mm. like, you, tell me, tell me how any other Star Wars show has been that cohesive with its themes like, all the way through. Yeah, it's in the Yeah. No, no, it's definitely it's definitely got the words, you know. The jigsaw puzzle is definitely the Rubik's cube has been put together nicely, and yeah, like you said, I mean everything came around like you know the sister, and then he stole that imperial thing from Steergard that yep. came around with the ISB, and just you know he kept making bigger and bigger mistakes and paying the price. And but you know that speech from Kino Loy, uh, um, you know I've I'm been texted gonna- this speech multiple times in the past couple of weeks, and. Even if it's coming from your text, Matt, I just his voice is in the back of my head, and he gives me goosebumps. Yeah, he, he just he like it was so well written. Obviously, I mean, whoever thought of it to put that on dialogue, and then the delivery by Circus was just you know he started off nervous, and then yeah, he yeah. really just built momentum, and then you know, oh, it was just I, I get the goosebumps just and the music as well. Like mm. the music in the last, I mean, there wasn't much music needed early on. And then just, you know, they just kept finishing stronger and stronger. Like, um, we'll, we'll move on. I mean, this was – I thought, before, yeah. Before, before we move on, sorry. Just – I had a thought. Um, some I don't know who I was looking at um, that said this. If you pay attention to Cassian throughout the series, he's not afraid to let others take credit for his work. Mm. If you really think about it. So with, for example, Kino, right? So Cassian's really amped Kino up to do, you know, to deliver this speech and deliver it well because he knows that, you know, it, it's Kino's going to be the one to, to rally the troops essentially. But pay attention to the way Cassian looks at him and it's almost like, you know, this uh, keep going, keep going. Like, this is what I wanted you to do. It's working now because we've done this we progress to the next stage sort of thing. And he tends to do that throughout the series. When I heard that, I also thought that's so similar to the way Luthan operates because, you know, he's willing to lose people, step on people and push people to get to to the end of his own agenda. So, you know, Cassian and Luthan are very much two in the same in my eyes. Manipulate Mm. people. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. But without any hesitation, it's just instinct and act. So it's a it's for the greater good, you know. It's the flip side of Luthen and Cassian is that Luthen knows he's got an ego. Mm-hmm. He, he actually mentions that yeah. in his speech. Yep. Whereas Cassian, the one thing he's unburdened by is ego. Like you know, and I think yeah, that's it. And that that follows through into his character into yeah. to Rogue One as well, which is yeah, one of the. Um, Really getting off topic here, and oh, not off topic, but it's jumping around a bit. That finale where Luthen 
learns to be more he he learns something from Marva's speech and from Cassian to to pull back on you know his ruthlessness. Yep. And at the same time, Mon Mothma learns to be more ruthless. Mm. Like so Good point. Luth they they sort they're sort of heading in they're tracking at the end of the the setting up for season two, those two are tracking in different directions than they were at the start of the show. So mm. yeah, I th- yeah. Oh, no. Sorry, that's jumping around a bit, but it's no, sort no, of that's great. Better. It's a fucking great observation, actually. Like, um, they definitely. I mean, another thing you see, Cassian's character changes enormously from episode one. Like, these are the little bits that I I didn't pick up on the first time. Like, um, you know, he's, I mean, he obviously saw he's a bit of a con man, fuck people <laughs> over, borrowing money, unreliable. But there were comments from the mum as well about um, he was a real womanizer. I didn't pick that up the first time. Like, really? when they're, uh, yeah, they're, when they're arguing about um, who, when the when the when the sort of APB comes out about him, um, you know, a male from Canary, um, is is one of the questioning. She makes a comment going, "Oh, who have you told? I bet you it was all these women. It was this one, this one, this one, this one." You know, he's obviously a bit of a slimy, sleazy character back then. And then, you know, the- or he's just hot. Yeah. Or did, so, you to, did you go to Space Mykonos, who's hanging out there? <laughs> <laughs> True. So, um, but, you know, by the end of it, you know, he was like, you know, there was, a, there was a comment or something like saying, you know, look out for yourself. And um, he makes a comment saying, oh, we're way past that now. I'm looking out for others. And that was the moment sort of like I'm no longer just looking out for myself. I'm, yeah, I'm part of a greater cause. Um, just the beauty of the show. And, you know, we'll move yeah. into – you know, the big finale, like, you know, Daughters of Ferrix and Rick's Road. I mean, you know, I never thought we'd – obviously when, you know, we saw the thing that Marvel was dead and it was so odd. Like, I had, I was on, I was of the belief she can't be dead. Like, you don't take Fiona Shaw and kill her off camera and um, – It goes on what I said, right? Like, the, the series doesn't – it plays with loss in the most mundane of, you know – you, you lose people in a, in a flash, and in this case, you don't even see. It's almost, yeah. you know, exactly like Cassie. He has no idea how she's passed, only the fact that she is gone. Mm. But, but the easy thing would have been to do would have been to her to have like a, a you know, a deathbed scene or whatever and a conversation with Brasso mm-hmm. or, you know, and him say, you know, tell Cassian he was right. You know, like, you know, it's <laughs> like, but but that's the easy thing to do. Yeah, that doesn't. Lazy. That would be lazy. That doesn't, that doesn't serve the story of Cassian dealing with this loss, and you know, like, what serves the story is it happen off screen, and mm. it just be brutal, and and you've been given hints that it's coming, and then it comes, and you're just like, well, where's our where's our deathbed scene, and you're like, oh, we don't get it, and then next minute it oh, pivots, no. and and she does the her. Her, eulogy, her own eulogy sort of thing. So, you know, it's just, it's just very good, <laughs> for want of a better word. Callum, the, the, oh my gosh, you, um, you're a big fan of the ISB and this is sort of where the ISB starts to go into overdrive. I mean, what what are your thoughts on, on what we what we saw out of the ISB and, and, and your expectations and were they fulfilled on that or...? I think there's there's an interesting piece in the Deidre 
Deidre or Deidre, and then Cyril piece. The creep has got his woman. Um, so I'd be interested to see where that goes. But I think they it showed how fragile, like they thought they were just top shit and they knew what they were fucking mm. doing. And they got, like when he yells out, um, when that um, guy yells out, um, open fire or whatever he said. And like there was just so, the music, the chaos and the music was so on point and goosebump worthy through like all those scenes. You go back and watch them and it's just, one after another, just perfect. There's no waste at all. Um, and it was legit. There was the – I was like, this is actually like, – and obviously at the back of, um, you know, you've got the big um, the big talk and the big um, – uh, what was it, the hologram? The, the spe- we'll, we'll get into that shortly. Yeah. So then you just get – it's just everyone's just like, let's fucking go. And mm-hmm. it was um, – it wasn't like, you know, it was a legit things that happened in normal world, in wars and everything. It was a something thrown over the top. Yep. Everyone's get kicking the shit out of each other. There was nothing that was super, you know, no force, no fucking lightsabers flying around. Um, <laughs> oh, that was just a good old-fashioned scrap. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. good. It was insane. I mean, but let, let, let's talk about this speech because Marvis, you know, the whole – I mean, everything was just brilliant. Like, you know, we had – the town just doing whatever the fuck they wanted to. Like, they were told it's got to be at this time. They started hours earlier. They were told it was 30 people. There was at least 500 people there. I like, love that, that they started <laughs> earlier. I'm, I'm like, yeah. surely they're not going to listen to these dicks. And then they didn't. Oh, that was sick. And they instantly rattled. Yeah. Mm. Well, this, 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 this country, this, this planet is on a knife's edge from the beginning. I mean, early on when the Primor guys were there, they had a, you know, they had a, they were banging on the, the, the metal pieces for intimidation and also early warning system. There's a line in episode one, and I'm probably going to stop. It's the last time I referenced this, but, um, when he's like, Oh, we need to investigate, uh, Ferex. One of the, the, the chick that's sitting next to the guy who eats the blue noodles, she goes, mm. Are you sure? They have a different way of life out there. It's not the same. And it's those little comments like I just, you know, straight over my head the first time. I was like, ooh, blue noodles. Right. And, um, you know, part of the world building. But, you know, this Ferrix place has, you know, tradition. And in Marva's speech as well, she, you know, she says, I'm honoured to be a daughter of Ferrix, honoured to be worthy of the stone. You know, I remember being here when I was six years old. I heard our music, felt our history. And I'm not going to go through the whole speech. I mean, but there's no. that just one bit that is just when she goes, there is a wound that won't heal at the centre of the galaxy. There is a darkness reaching like rust into everything around us. We let it grow and now it's here. It's here and it's not visiting anymore. It wants to stay. And I've, st- I've texted this to Frosty about a thousand times in the last few days. The Empire <laughs> yeah, is a disease yeah. that thrives <laughs> in darkness. It is never more alive than when we sleep. And it's easy for the dead to tell you to fight. And maybe it's true. Maybe fighting is useless. Perhaps it's too late. But I'll tell you this. If I could do it again, I'd wake up early and be fighting these bastards from the start. <laughs> the Empire. Do you see the panic on their face as well? Like they're all going, yeah. oh, oh fuck. The, 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 the imagery of of Brasso and Salman's kid, the, the Middle Eastern bomb maker, which I thought was a little bit risky. Um, <laughs> so good. Can you honestly say that a Disney-produced show would show uh, a, 
a young person throwing a bomb at an occupying force <laughs> and they're the good guys. Like, where did, like, I was just like, oh, well done. Did well anyone done. know that he was building like a pipe bomb before oh, yeah, it happened? Sure. Yeah, because yeah, me was sitting there with me and so what's he doing? And I said, he's 100% either building a suicide vest or like a. His know, dad a was watching him as well. That bomb. was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that like wasn't he, he wasn't watching. That was that was a hologram of his. His dad was murdered by the ISB. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I, I know. But that was like that was the whole premise. He's look doing it for his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. And that's the thing. Like I said, I wouldn't do this, but in episode one, like you, you, you <laughs> see little, you see little snippets of the interaction between Salmon and his son, and you know stuff. Just just go back and watch it again. It's got what was that character that got. Like shot, and then the picture of his eyes just on the screen. That was yeah. a sick shot. Oh yeah. So that that was the guy from the <laughs> from the store who could sort of like get you know took asked Cassian's phone call and told him he was dead. Yep. Yeah. But also like the, post um, office. the guy who would get him off world for a certain price. And you know, they yeah. had a little hmm. little thing. Funnily enough, I, I need to watch episode twelve again. I need to hear Brasso's conversation. You know how he tells with Andor. Mar with, with Andor in the tunnels, Marvel's hmm. speech because. In episode one, he's got this British, you know, Cockney accent, and I, I thought he had a Latin accent in the last episode. I, 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 or my my um my um my mind's playing tricks on me, but I need to listen to it again because it's a little bizarre. Mm. After listening the, as well, um, I didn't see that. We, we talked about like the you know the the dialogue and the acting and the you know, the story and stuff like but the directing in that finale around that riot was really, really good. You, you Like for a chaotic scene, you knew where everything was. Mm. You knew what, what side you're like, you know, where the people were. There was no stupid like, you know, tricky shots or whatever like that or slow-mo nonsense or anything like that. It felt very kinetic, felt very like, you know, uh, God, I hate this word, but it actually felt quite visceral. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. when when people, like you know, were falling on the ground, and, and you know, and Jim like, uh, yeah, you said before when you see the fear on their faces, like, and face when she's petrified, yeah. oh, and, that, when she's getting ripped into pieces. Comes, yeah, but that comes back to like that that you know, power is afraid. Like mm. you know, like it, it, it. As I said, it just ties back into it. It shows you. It's, it tells you its themes and then it shows it to you later on. So, you know, when they when they start their start their funeral early, they break the rules, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, 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 all they've got their mind on is they're in control, they're, they're setting up a sting to catch Cassian and they get completely blindsided mm-hmm. and they become afraid straight away. That, that, that really they, ties in well with um, the conversation between Kino and Cassian, like um, – when he's trying to convince him to go on, go on the you know break out, and he says something, um, they just fried a hundred people. What does that tell you? And Kino goes, "That sounds like power." And yeah. Cassian says, "Power doesn't panic." Yeah, and, and yeah. that that set the scene for let's do this now. They'll never be as as weak as they are right now. It's it's now or never, and just yeah. The I love the. This this had the possibility of being cringy when the stormtrooper went up to the tower, and it just said, kicked him off and said, "You guys have got no fucking chance." Like mm. it just, it basically said, "The empire's cooked here," and it was like, um, 
I love that. Uh, this, the stormtrooper just straight down dead. And it was death, death. by uh, what would you call him? The bell tower dude. The guy with the big fucking mallet. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Aside is there, the, a, do you reckon is that, there a name for bell ringers? Yeah, I've got um, no idea. Now. Well, I think I, I've I heard on another podcast that um, he's got a na- his character name is Neil Bell. <laughs> You're right. That's I'm not, a bit on the nose. I know. So, but what do you reckon the material of that thing? Beskar. It looks like it's uh, Beskar. Yeah, it's got it's, the same it's, material. It's, ma- it's it's made of Beskar. Oh, apparently. please no. Yes, the bell tower. <laughs> in he got a lot of he got a lot of FaceTime in that show. So, um, mm. but it's it. The good thing was it's subtle stuff. It wasn't you know in your face cameo. Although except there's Blue Milk got a got a good run. Actually, mm-hmm. there was an episode where Milk was just focused everywhere during um. <laughs> there, there was the cereal milk, and then Skeen's like, "Drink your milk, Andor." And it was just like, "What's what's the deal with all the pushy milk going on in this episode?" Actually, <laughs> uh, that, was, that was a pretty funny narrative. But um, can yeah. we can we talk about Luthen's tractor beam antics? And oh yeah, oh, fuck, mate, how fucking cool was that? Why haven't why haven't I, I think it's so cool that there has now been you know. It's almost like he's thought of everything. There's, there's got to be a way to destroy your tractor beam, and why not just send that eighty million somewhere? It's all on oh, his fucking mate. ship. I don't know. The thing's because it's a go-go gadget of fucking everything. <laughs> so, so, what do you, what do you think Luthen did when he says, "Okay, I want to make some modifications to my ship"? I'm thinking. Darth Maul lightsabers on the side, <laughs> yeah. and then and then tractor beam nails in the back. Well, my thing was, how far do those lasers extend? Like, is there going to be collateral damage just like light years away from when those lasers just eventually hit something down the other end? They're pretty sweet. It was, it, but I don't know. That was now you look back. I've got to rewatch it. Like maybe a little bit. Of the, you know, it is Star Wars, so you're like, fuck, you know, we haven't seen that some super crazy sci-fi in this. It didn't, it didn't feel out of place to me at the time. I was like, this guy's a fucking, he's got, he's got a bit of cash, he's got the gear, he's the one trying to fucking start this rebellion. Um, there's still way more to come with him. I think it's, like, like he's got to, there'll be something that'll show why he is, has all this fucking shit, all these, these gadgets and he's controlling. There'll be something there for sure. What about He's his monologue? Guard, that's why. What about his monologue? That was when yeah. he was talking to the uh, the ISB spy, Lonnie. Or, Lon- Lonnie, yeah, the, the child molester mustache. <laughs> Do you hey, reckon? Hey, that- he's the guy that blew up Chernobyl. <laughs> 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 he, he was the operator that blew it up. So, wasn't his fault. Yeah. So that that comment, you know, he made on you know what what does it cost? Him, you know, what everything, everything <laughs> like that was so good. You know, yeah. to, it was a classic, classic stitch up of, oh, you think you have it hard, sort of thing. And, um, his relationship with Saw is very interesting. Yeah, it's great because I think, I think Saw, you know, as a, as much of an extremist as he is, he really can't read Luthen. I don't think at all. He wasn't Luthen's- overdone either. They didn't overdo him. But nah. I think I think Luthen is just this cold, you know, um, he's, I don't know, he's just badass, man. 
It was so weird. Like I remember, so the first time Luthen and and Saw meet, you know, they're both trying to pretend that the other one did Aldani, mm. and um, no one's giving it away. So no, nah, it wasn't me. It was it was, it was you? Wasn't it? it? Was you? You did yeah. No, no. Pretty sure it was you. And then the second time he arrives, the, Tube says, "Oh, careful! He's in a mood today, and he's you know yes. very paranoid, very schizo, and all of a sudden." And I think it was so funny when he's like, who is your guy? He's like, oh, it's Tubes. Tubes is my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> that oh, was, that was great. That Tubes was, like, that was some oh, good- for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, I'm not. Like, again, shit you don't expect. You don't expect, yeah. like, it was just, it was on the edge of your seat. Like, okay, you just couldn't, you said before, Frosty, you could not pick where this fucking thing went. They could have yeah. easily said that Andor got captured as his own name, like real yeah. fucking generic, all that shit. But that was just a really little piece that some random fucking dude, yep, six years, cop it, um, all he, those little, little things. But he, yeah. I, I liked how, you know, it was in that first instance that they met that um, Luthen, you know, was basically asking or not begging, but, you know, saying, I need your help, Saul, with X, Y, and Z, you know, reinforcements and whatnot for this, Whatever this job, and then the second time he comes back, he's like, "No, nah, don't you need? Don't need you. Got it sorted." And Saul's like, "No, I want to. I, I want in." No, Saul was like, oh, "Put me in. I've, I've thought about it. I want in now." He's like, "No, yeah. nah, took too long, and yep. it's a trap." Compromised. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think it would have been so easy for them to write that episode where, like, you know, Saul's people go and help and and yeah. save Anto Krieger and the guys. But they they stuck with it. They yep. stuck with it. Yep. No, that really is what you have to do sometimes. And and you know, the the Imperials are having a office Friday afternoon yeah, pick up because they've they've murdered them all. Playing no, the and shit. They're fucking yeah. they're so happy. The, the difference was the the funerary brick. Like let's be real, that's gotta be the the defining, like pivotal point of that riot. You know, just yeah, smacking a few heads in with it. He's with a the big brick. son of a bitch, that dude as well. Is Mate. it Brasso? Is that his name? Yeah, he's a big boy. What do we think is going to happen with Matt? Are we can we talk about some uh, back end stuff now? Or? Of course, man. Of course, cut, man. cut scene finale. What what's, do we think is happening with Binks? Do you reckon she'll make a recovery? Bix, Bix, sorry. Binks. Because my, now bring I Jar Jar I back. I'll have to, I'll have to rewatch what it was. Or Matt, you might know the because it sounds like those cries that were played to her, obviously multiple times, have proper truly fucked her up. Like, oh no! In the in the dialogue on the subtitles, it said it said on the ship that she was coming around. She'll be fine. She'll recover. She's pretty. Uh, <laughs> we, oh, we like her. My, my no, wife. She's gonna die. My wife was looking at me when, because um, I was like, "Ooh, nice, spicy little tan." She's like, looking at me. I'm like, "I'm, like, I'm not looking at her." Um, <laughs> I'm like, "No, no, she's ugly." Um, and then my, yes, but uh, no, she's gonna die. Yeah. Why will she die? I because she'll get, I reckon she'll get her own spinoff. No, you get no, no, no. There'll be no spinoffs out of this. No spinoffs. She'll die. Brasso will probably die. Everyone um, will die. Oh, it's, it's, it's on, the Rogue One. Everyone dies. We haven't yeah, touched on K2SO. 
I thought we were going to see it in this season, and we haven't. You saw so, a K lad. They K two we, we did see the security droids with, and far out they were brutal. Like they're terrifying when yeah. they're in imperial mode, man. Like that's they threw people around like rag dolls, mate. Like yeah, an army of Alan them. Tudyk would never oh. do that. <laughs> <laughs> the death troopers looked fucking sick. They looked. They no, looked really oh, well all right. Done. This pissed me off. This is one thing that pissed me off. Why is one blaster shot take out a, a, a death trooper? Or a perfect trooper? shot, mate. Perfect what, shot. He did a, what, do you, what do you mean? No he did a way. jump on the ground shot. He did a jump on the ground shot. He jump on the ground shot, dude. That always wins, dude. No yeah. way. <laughs> it's the James Bond or the yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones jump to the, the side. Two blasters <laughs> parallel <laughs> on the side. John Woo, like yeah. mate, that armor does fuck all. Remember. Yeah, well, clearly, but it's just clearly it's no, looks. Armor has never done fuck all in Star Wars until no. the fucking Mandalorian, and now yeah. suddenly it's fucking does everything. Like, yeah. That's because it's made of Beskar. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, the it, it's, it's a it's a plot device to explain why guys that look through a letter T can actually <laughs> fucking fight. <laughs> Do we? Am I playing? Uh, is my mind playing up on me, or was it the early edition of the episodes when we were seeing Ferrix and the Stormtroopers? Were they the first or second gen armors before they went to like full Stormtrooper, like the in between of the clone yeah, and Stormtrooper very, armor? No, very early Stormtrooper, but then yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On, on the scene with Clem where he gets hung on Rick's road, it's those yep. are clone troopers. Yeah, okay, I thought that was the case. I didn't have a look at that. I blame Captain Rex. It was his fault. <laughs> there was a Captain... Baloney, you killed Clem. There was what a Cap- we think- Captain Rex-looking dude. There was a Santa-looking dude in this Rick's Road fight. And uh, Steel actually... Steel actually said, someone wrote, it was nice of Santa to, to rock up to Rick's Road for the scrap, <laughs> and, 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 and Steel tweeted that it was Captain Rex. And then, oh. then the vomit emoji. <laughs> you know, it would have been funny if he was swinging a brick in a, in a stocking. You <laughs> <laughs> um, so, get coal. <laughs> did, did you see the final cut scene? Um, oh, yeah. After the oh, credits, yeah. Prosty? Did you, did yeah, you- um, I was actually already doing the dishes and Karina was still sitting in front of the telly and it came on. And I was just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and I don't mind it. It's fine. But it, it ties into your, I mean, you know. Yeah. The ultimate. Everything goes around. Everything goes around. He's building the device that eventually kills him. Yeah. So this, if you think about it, Cassian's pretty cursed. Um, but Hear that, just- Catherine? <laughs> she knows. She knows. I, I, she's hitched. She's hitched herself to the right wagon. She's done very well. She's she's on the victory lap tour now. She's doing podcasts. <laughs> no, she's on some other podcast today. Like she's been on about with the president. Seven. Uh, the, <laughs> a, a, Albo's popping by next week, and then um, Biden. Biden saying hello as, a, as an audience with Bobby I. <laughs> <laughs> true that. True that. I think we should just go through. A few characters. I mean, I, I think one we've missed is how, how was the Mon Mothma arc for you or the Mon Mothma across the board, uh, Cal? Yeah, I thought she was the start. I think like Frosty said, just changed, like grew and sort of went the other way as you got laid into the series and started really going, now we've got to really start. It's fucking on now. There's no going mm-hmm. back. 
Like it's fucking we're in this deep. So she was pretty I, naive, I, wasn't she? Yeah. I, thought, I think oh. yeah, at the start she thought she had her shit all not covered and then she's like, Oh, I'm no one listening to her in the Senate. I think she sort of knew the way it was going. Yeah, she got very street smart towards the end, but early on she's like, oh, you know, I'm just moving money around. We're starting to rebel. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And then, you know, Luther all of a sudden takes on Aldani and he's like, wait a second, what's going on here? He's like, well, what do you think your rebellion is, love? Like, <laughs> yeah. what do you think we're just going to have a chat about things? Like, people are going to die. Can't start another yeah. charity. At some, at some point it turns. And you can look at that riot as a – like a microscopic example of that. At some point it turns and then it's not. Yeah. Did you guys pick up on Mothma blaming the funds, you know, uh, on the gambling? Like that was a very good, you know, subtle, you know, I'm going to throw you under the bus to get, my cause. If Dylan, I, have to. I, I, I think I think it's very very funny that you think you were the only person to pick up on that. But um, no, I don't think. No, I didn't think it was just me. I know me didn't pick up on it. I had to bring it up. But she, she's probably I texting. Just, yeah, it was good. It's nice to see a woman gaslight a man for a change. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but no, no, it was very smart of her. I, I feel like you know towards the end she's sort of like okay, I'm working out much, but she still goes ahead with the the thug introduction. Yeah, uh, that was a bit. Bizarre. Well, she's well. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, her daughter seems into it, and you know, she's already said that her husband is not into it either. Mm. But so it's not something he likes. I, I really like that char- character of her husband because you're supposed to dislike him, but he's also not. He's not. He's not the bad guy here. No, nah. he, oh, he's a he's he, a pretty bad guy. He's a, dude. He, he's he doesn't a, he's a rich. He's a rich, shallow person. Yeah. yeah. He's also hanging out with yeah. people that are killing people through taxation of trade routes, which is, you know, obviously leads into, you know. Yeah, but it's important to show that. Yeah. Like, he's just in a comfortable position and it's not him. Like, you know, if you asked him, should these people be killed, he'd be like, no. But that's just a life of comfort and convenience that he has. And I'll yeah, have another martini. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, oh. Have, yeah. Put another worm in my in my trendrilla, yeah. trendrilla yeah. cocktail. Were they called squigglies or something? I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> None for me. I'm driving. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. but, but you know, like, and and that that's and it doesn't work if he's made out to be an absolute arsehole, which they've been very careful not to do. Like mm. you can you can see that, like they. They're in a loveless marriage and all that sort of stuff, but he's no—he's no terrible person. So that makes it more interesting when Mon Mothma throws him under the bus and gaslights mm. him into thinking he's doing the wrong thing, and mm. that makes it even like the easy thing to do is to make him a really despicable character. But that's stupid because then it undermines Mon Mothma. Like, why is she doing with this asshole? Like, he's mm. just shallow. Like, he's just an idiot. Like, he's not. So, but she's got to burn him, and she's got to burn her own daughter against his will. Like you know, they they could have made it so easy, like to so palatable. Like he could have been all into the the arranged marriage or whatever, mm. and she's just mm. submitting to him. But they've they've made it more grey to make it more interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting and, where they go in season two with that whole relationship. Yeah. Did you guys well, think that the driver? 
was a shock. Like I did not see that coming whatsoever. No. What? Mate, yeah, that oh, caught me off guard. Luther was onto that immediately. She's like, oh, you got a new driver. And she's like, yeah, they have a new spy in the Senate every day. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no. That I didn't was, pick up on that, man. That was like yeah, uh, it was one uh, line that made you say that Mod right. Rockman knew. Yeah. And that, that's okay. why she knows he's listening. She goes, ask for privacy. And then she's like, oh, okay, he, oh, we know he's listening. Chuck him under the bus because she figured it out. She's smart. Um, right, okay. And that's, that, that's why, you know, at the beginning, she, Claire has to distract him with the coins. They're all over that. Like, um, Right. Fuck, I nah. missed that then. Jeez. Yeah, it was a one line, but it made – Change the whole made it, yeah. yeah m- made you think that Mon Mothma knew very much that he was mm. most likely a plant. So <laughs> yeah, mm. he knew. He thought he was fucking carving it as well. He, he's like, oh, I've got some goss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, fellas, we've hit the hour mark. It's been good. Let's get your – give us a rating out of 10, Callan. I know you have to bounce pretty soon. Um, how was – overall, how did it sit for you and give it a score out of 10? I'm in a 9.5 it, and um, I really, really loved it. I thought it was really – like, from end to end, it was really solid. There was fuck all Phil. There was no – it all leads into, like, you know, my favourite Star Wars one of um, Rogue One, so – I really loved it. I'll leave the point five for season two, and um, smart. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Should we go into Turbo's rating? I think you got yeah, that, Maddie. You, you read out Turbo's rating. All right. So Turbo, let me just quickly gaslight him. He said he didn't have an expectation, but he anticipated that this was going to be good. He said it was Andor season one is ten out of ten, and he particularly likes the bit where Mothma loosened her collar. Oh, yeah, he's a big, he's very big on the uh, he's very big he said, on the the neck of Mon Mothma. Him and Struthers, <laughs> they're a little bit on the on the creepy side when it comes to that. Oh, actual neck, like as in neckline. <laughs> yes, I thought, oh, fucking no, this whole neck. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was you know her at, like her attitude. Okay, righto. No cameos. He didn't. He loved that there was no unnecessary cameos as well. Oh, that's it, yeah. He just likes neck. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go um, – I think I'll go with Cal. I'll, go, I'll give it a nine and a half. I think there's still more for this series to give, but it was phenomenal end-to-end, and I'll definitely be rewatching it. Yeah. I, I ne- you know me, I never rewatch. Yeah. I'm going to rewatch. <laughs> I'm keen to hear this, Frosty. Frosh? Um, I – Give it an A. Oh. Give it an A. Eight or an A? What? An A. A. That's and a, solid. An a. And out of ten, yeah. what, what's that? What is that? What's the what's the frost, oh, frost conversion? That's got to go to nine. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take a frosty nine any fucking day of the week. Frosty, uh, frosty, I, frosty nine I, is a felony twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought I'd probably like this because I liked Rogue One a lot. Too. Yeah, that was that's probably looking back now. Even though I like Last Jedi a fair bit as well, and I like Solo a fair bit as well. Rogue One's my favourite movie out of the new ones. Um, but yeah, every, everything I'd complained about with the other television series had been addressed here. Like, so you know, taste taste vary. But if everything that you complained about's been <laughs> been yeah. fixed, 
Yeah, but just uh, yeah, having Stellan Skarsgård and Genevieve Riley and so good. Fiona yeah. Shaw. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, like that when I last came on, I'd seen that one episode and <clears throat> that one brief monologue by Cyril's boss about like it what was, it was like. It was an accident. There. Yeah, yep. That that quality, like, you know, that that set up the the entire series <laughs> of being as being subtle, clever, well well delivered. Great stuff, yeah. Eight or nine, whatever you right. want to call it. I'm putting this up on the board of the proof yeah. verified yeah, yeah, yeah. 2022. It's a, it's a high watermark. It's like an $8 blue tick. It's now fruit yeah. approved. Gold what star. Matty, what do you, what's, what do you rate yours? Yeah, um, I'm going to go 9.5 as well. I thought it was, you know, sensational from start to finish. Like, you know, you see those memes like of um, Game of Thrones, and it's like the horse, and it's like the majestic horse at the at the start, and then sort of like <laughs> turns into the cartoon drawing a shit at the end. And uh, but this was just like they, they just did zero to twelve, just you know, perfect drawing. And and you know, they, they, we didn't have, we weren't talking about filler or you know cameos or fan service. Like everything was you know yeah. there was Star Wars stuff throughout the whole thing. But it still felt Star Warsy to me the whole but way. But also, it, it didn't feel Star Warsy as well. I, I think that's where it's going to get a lot of people a buy-in from just regular Joe Joe Disney Plus. You know, like um, yeah. <laughs> like do we do we think? Last little tidbit: Do we think this is going to set a new formula for Star Wars moving forward in Disney? No, no I, don't, do I, I don't think so. I think it's got. Its, I mean, that's the thing: the Mandalorian. You know, it's got it's got its cachet. It's got you know, you know, it's got it's got its bounty hunter. It's got baby Yoda. They got to sell think, figures, oh, man. They got to sell I, fucking posters, I, figures. Yeah. I I also think the Mandalorian is moving into a more serious dialogue now, like Mandalorian politics, and oh, she's here. I had a feeling she might come. I uh, I sent out an invite after she tweeted, I want to speak to Frouche, and the first lady <laughs> of Ferrix has arrived, Catherine Neen. How are you, buddy? Well, the Andor signal was ignited, so I have to respond. Oh, we're not talking about Andor. We're talking about Dreams of Power. You're, you're on the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, give us give us your and or out of ten, Catherine. Although I don't, I don't think we'll need it um, to guess. Fifty million. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty million. Wow, is that like fruit to the power of like twenty? <laughs> <laughs> How's the last ten weeks been for you, Catherine? It's uh, I've had the pleasure of, of doing a few podcasts with you and Josh, but uh, you know I, I've been telling everyone you're living in 2022 and we're all in 1977. You've hitched just hitched your wagon to the best thing in a long time. Yeah, I got pretty lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's been amazing. Like to have the show that I've been looking forward to for so long. Uh, be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt can't fucking help himself. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do a Brasso shot every photo I can from now on. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you know, being so good, like that's just what you want, isn't it? Like, but yeah, last ten weeks of just and or and or and or like all my brain is wanting to think about. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to be doing with myself on Wednesday. <laughs> Watching Willow, but um, it it's not quite the same. Mm. No, Have it's you already watched a- it already? How many times? Uh, you know, like each week I'd watch the episode about three times. Um, haven't gone back to do the whole season yet because, you know, that silly thing called work. <laughs> um, it interferes with my Andor watching. How dare it? Uh, yeah, but that's definitely on the on the plans. That's what I'll be doing very soon. Mm. <clears throat> Did you hear Frosty's uh, score? No. So just before you came... This might just this might be the highest verified Star Wars review ever from Frosty. What in what did you give the book of Boba Fett out of out of 10 Frosty? <laughs> oh. oh. that'd be a 6, I reckon. <laughs> and uh and the Kenobi? Oh, 7. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> just <laughs> Tales of the Jedi. <laughs> I've watched two episodes. Oh, it's the same. <laughs> it's all I've and it, it is fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. And, and so, just, a- just just repeat the Andor score then. Nine A. So, a nine and a, A. No, nine out of ten and an A. He's, he's, he's yeah. <laughs> I gave it an A, but then I had to give it an out of ten. So we're all running. We're all running the. the- uh, digits. Yeah. So the nine, we all did nine and a half and nine. That's huge. Yeah. At least Mark because of the sunset. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, God, I don't, I don't give many things a 10. I, I honestly, there was, I can't think of too many things. I didn't think were very good. That was, yeah. If I look, if I had to pick one thing, sometimes I think the Vel Center stuff doesn't quite connect, but it's pretty close. Oh, can we just Tardier. go to Vel quickly? Did she get really needy towards the end? Like, oh yeah, she was so needy. Like, all she was like, oh, give us a bit of love, and and Cinder's <laughs> like, Cinder's like, nah, the mission takes priority. Um, I I feel like there's a cut. That those two might have had some scenes cut. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, and that's it. Like you know, because I've I've got no no issue with the idea of what they're trying to do there, but it just seems a tiny bit underdone compared to some of the other things. That's all. But yeah, mm. like we get what they're going for, but doesn't quite pay off like some of the other things did. Might pay off in season two. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And we we all know. But I do like the idea. That, I do like the idea that she um centered cold blooded murder. Murdered, oh, I That's love it. that. I think she. I think. I think she definitely did it now. Like Catherine, where do you sit on that? I know you are on halls having a chat with that about that. Yeah, look, 
I've no doubt she's murdered the Imperials there. I don't want to think that she murdered that kid. But. Anything for the cause. She put two in the back of his head. <laughs> she took him, ra- took him around the back and just, you know, yeah. see you later, mate. You know, you think that, you know, Vel would would think that's a step too far. You know, I, I that that might be a breaking point for Vel and Cinta. You know, because Vel, you know, is willing to kill, but I think, you know, as she says during the heist, you know, she doesn't want to do what the Empire would do. Mm. Whereas Cinta, I don't think that she has that line anymore. But God, God, yeah, the um, yeah, the Hall's theory is looking a bit more, a bit more prominent. I don't know what the word is. Palatable. Yeah. Oh, not palatable, <laughs> but um, possible. Palpable. <laughs> well, I th- I think the Vel into <laughs> thing is supposed to mirror like Luthen and Mon Mothma. Because Vel comes from Mon Mothma's world, like their cousins and stuff like that, you know, um, and they've made like a, you know, a, a pact with each other to try and improve the world or whatever. Whereas Luthen and Cinta come from like the the other side of things, like you know, of, like you know, Cinta comes from a place of like actual loss and and trauma and stuff like that. So, yeah, the interplay between what you're willing to do, like. Catherine, we were talking about this earlier. Like, you know, are you willing to make things worse to make things better? And that's, you know, that's a hard decision. And so Mon Mothman is grappling with that. Vel's grappling with that. Sinter and Luthan are grappling with that. Everyone's grappling with that. So, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think it's supposed to sort of mirror those two things, but it doesn't quite. feels like they just missed a couple of scenes or something. Yeah, because that's definitely part of the theme of, season one it could be you know going forward you know what are you willing to sacrifice you know what are you willing to do because you think we get introduced in rogue one to cassian with him shooting tipic in the back and him instantly having guilt about it and hating that he's done it Mm -hmm. and one of the reasons why he goes to scarif is that i've you know he's done all this you know shady things all these things he's not proud of and this is that's a redemption for him you know it's it's going to be worth it you know all the things he's done it's worth it you know giving it all in one shot uh so it's this i think that's the theme of andor what are you willing to sacrifice you know what of yourself what of your morals are you willing to sacrifice and all leading to, um, yeah, that alleyway on the ring of Catherine. And you think when we last spoke, Kath, and, and it was very obvious, but we were saying, you know, Andor's going to do some pretty horrible things to get to what, you know, the, to push the agenda and boy, has he done some, some things that he may regret. All for the sake of, uh, you know. Well, how rebellion. many people has he, has he killed that we know of now, Catherine? Skeen, the 
He killed the two primors. Yep. Um, he killed a few guards on um, on in the prison. Nakina five. Nakina five. You know, uh, like four, five guards. We're not really sure how many he he killed. Um, you know, but tellingly. When he got to like the control tower, he didn't then kill all of them in there. He yeah. let them leave. I know he sort of like, gave him that little. Oh well, you're outnumbered. You're not going to do anything. Although they could have, yeah. they could have turned Fools on all bit. the security. Yeah. Well, no, they could not because the once they turn off the water, they were oh, saying yeah, it's going to take months for it to boot back up. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So you know he's killed people. Um, and now that he's joining the rebellion or joining Luthen's cell anyway, you know, what is Luthen going to ask him to do? Mm. Like, let's face it, like he was willing to have them just flat-out murder Cassie and Vel. You could see Vel wasn't comfortable with that from the start when it was to- told to her that that was going to happen. And then on Ferrix, she wasn't happy with them Killing Cassian because I I think she knew he's he's not saying anything. He may not have joined the rebellion, but that doesn't mean he's going to tell on them. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, what's Luthen going to get him to do? And then what's going to lead Cassian to be part of the rebellion that's under Mon Mothma? You know, or is he going to be yet yeah, Fulcrum as as in current canon, where he's connecting all the all the cells, that communicator that Luthen almost is now. Mm. I saw a good tweet today, and they said, "In my head, canon, Ezra's speech to the to the rebels in the tower in episode in season two is that going on at the same time as Marva's speech." And I I love that. I love that that you know all the rebel cells around the galaxy are. You know, like Nemec saying, you know, we just fight oppression. We're one step closer, and you know, I'm actually so excited for the next, the next, what we're going to see because this rebellion is is exciting to see formed. Um, Doesn't Ezra's speech take place like a long time before, like? Um- Mon Mothma's yeah, no, so, Sorry, I'm, I'm really tired, but I'm trying to think through the timeline. I, I can So Mon Mothma's speech is in Season 3 of Rebels, yeah. which is like two years before Rogue One. So that'll very much I, – I, I actually think we might get Mon Mothma's speech in live action in, in, yeah. uh, in, in Andor. Yeah, so you, you're going to have to watch Rebels again, Frosty. There is no way. <laughs> There's absolutely no way that Tony Gilroy is doing a crossover with the fucking rebels. I'm sorry, it's not happening. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck about he, he would, like, he, he would he look at Dave Filoni and go, "Who's this fucking guy in a hat?" Like, yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing is, is that they've already referenced the Gormans in um, in season one of Andor um, and in. An interview he uh, Tony Gilroy did when he was basically 
questioned on, you know, nerd facts. He had the receipts. He knew about, the, you know, all of the Mon Mothma, Gorman massacre stuff. You know, like, so I agree. He's, I don't know, he wouldn't care about the Filoniverse. Like, he would do nothing to link and or into the Filoniverse. So mm. he he wouldn't do a, that. But I think he's done, well, he's had Pablo, um, you know, bring him the cliff notes of, you know, the backstories or the established canon. So he knows enough about stuff like, yeah, the Gorman massacre and it's being um, breadcrumbed in there. But he wouldn't... He wouldn't, yeah, make a, a, a crossover, you know, front and centre. If if there's any kind of reference, expect it to be in the background and that's something that, like, Pablo or a set designer or something has just put in there. Yeah, it'll be like name this planet or this this battle yeah. or whatever and, and Pablo will go, or here's three you can choose from, which one sounds best. Yeah. Did you... Or, you know, like if they're talking about various cells or actions of rebels, you know, like Lothol might get a mention. You know, yeah, Pablo just going, yeah, this stuff's going on here at the time. Mm. Mm. Did you see Good the old Pablo? Did you see Pablo's tweets today, Kath? Um, how he was in a bar and there were two people next to him discussing Andor, and it was going, yeah. it was very positive, so he didn't have to put his AirPods in. Yeah, he was like, yeah. No one know me. No one know me. No one know me. <laughs> well, no, it's been it's been such a good ride. I mean, what do you think? What What do you want to see mostly in season two, Kath? Besides more uh, top topless Andor. Uh, yes. Um. Also, want to see a season three, a season four, a season five. <laughs> Well, I know I'm greedy. It's funnily enough, it's it's. I, I don't think it was Tony Gilroy that that was the one who said he didn't want to do the five seasons. It was, it was Diego because a lot of the filming takes a place away from his family, and he said five years is just too long. And uh, he was the defining reason they couldn't do it over five. Couldn't couldn't commit him to five. I think it's a good choice to not do five. I, I think. They're better off keeping it tight, keeping it well. Like if if they can be as cohesive with their themes and writing as they were this season, I'd rather it just be two. Agree. It's just that it was so well. I found it really well paced. I really liked. You know, we could deep dive into every character and understand all the motivations. Nothing was rushed. I'm really what. Worried's not the right word, but Hesitant. you know to have you know this season two. Like there are events, you know, what gets Mon Mothma to finally leave you know, Coruscant and the Senate? You know, what actions has um, Cassian done? And you know, we're going to see Saw break from the rebellion. Uh, will have Bail Organa show up. We'll get we'll possibly get more hints of the Death Star. And I'm worried that things will get rushed and it I don't want this to sound like a negative, but 
it might feel a bit more felony verse then, like of, ooh, cameo, ooh, cameo, ooh, this thing, rather than that deliberate building that we've had in season one. If Because we've got an end point. We know the end point of is Cassian flying to the Ring of Caffrine or getting off that shuttle at the Ring of Caffrine. Tony Gilroy's already said that. That's the end point. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we touched on that a bit earlier around the pacing and how good this was that Matt, Matt was mentioning. You know, if we're going to get these next few years in, in a season, it, it could feel very rushed. But in saying that, it would there's nothing stopping them from pushing the episodes longer or, you know, is it confirmed? Uh, I haven't looked into it that the next season is going to be 12 episodes or will they make yeah, it? It's 12 okay. episodes. So, right. Okay. I know, I've got faith. Like they do three episode arcs really well. Um, they'll, they'll just pick, you know, pivotal arcs per year story. I mean, it doesn't have to be 12 months of stuff. It's just going to be stuff that happened in that year and yeah. pivotal moments. So, yeah, if you look at it, if you look at it as at a minimum of four ninety to hundred minute movies, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of content. Mm. But Frush, I think, I think Mon Mothma, I think Mon Mothma is one of the main characters that could definitely get her own show or story posting. Like she's got so much world to build on between now and Return of the Jedi. She, she. She's a, she defects from the from the Senate. She gives up her senatorship in that Rebel speech, and that speech was very Marvel like as well. In Rebels, it was big. It was a big moment, although cartoon and Filoni worse. But there, that that's a big moment, and I, I'm interested to see how her family. I feel like she'll be disowned from her family once she commits to the rebellion because it's not going to mm. be up parents' boat being a a rebel and living off the well, land. She needs to go to hiding, right? So Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So uh Yeah, that that just might not be this series story to tell. It's already been partially told in Rebels. I I I just think that I don't want these really good characters and this really good writing to start getting flogged like Grogu, like a hamster in a wheel, like, you know. <laughs> Well, we, you know, you got like Diego Luna's an an exceptional actor. Got him for two seasons. It is a lot of television. Mm. You got you, you got you got a goddamn Skarsgård in there. Got Genevieve O'Reilly. Just do it right. Do another season. Get it right, and and move on. There are other stories to tell. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But I also want to drop in on the. Ferrix people like Brasso and B2 Emo like to see how they're going and they're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, you did tweet that you wanted to chat to Frush, but this this is this is this, well, this, they, is, look, this is Frush at his Cass- finest. Cassian is a, a guy who's got Gonna nothing die. left at at when we meet him. Like he's. So that's that's the arc yeah. of the guy. Like, you know, we can't have all these friends of his, like, setting up their own Scooby-Doo van on a moon to do other rebel missions. Like, just just kill him off in a way that serves the story and let's let's go. Let's make it good. Look at, look at B2 Emo. <laughs> look him in the face. <laughs> oh, I don't think you have a problem doing that, Kath. 
John. It looks like a vacuum. <laughs> it looks like a glorified Hoover. <laughs> oh, I. I mean, I get it. I mean, I early on was like, yeah, B two emo is probably going to die, and then use his programming for um, K two SO because yeah, we've got to meet K two SO. God, I don't want it to happen though because I want to give Beta Emo a hug <laughs> and Brasso a hug. He needs a hug. Yeah, big time. I I absolutely get it. Like that's it. That's the whole point. Like you get attached to these characters and you like them, like I do too. But if you if you're going to commit to making a really adult story with these really cohesive themes, for fuck's sake, follow through on it. Don't give me endless spin-offs based on all these characters to spin off into endless crap that just decreases the impact of things. Make it count. Yep. Do another season. Make it count. Mm. Well said. No, well, it's going to be a long wait. And uh, Catherine's already started the countdown. And Catherine, thank you for joining us. I, I, I when, when you when you tweeted in, I was like, oh, let's just chuck it out there. I, I actually wanted to, to just mention it beforehand, but then she's like, I really want to speak to Fruit. So I was like, well, but then you didn't com- you didn't confirm if you were coming. But then the ding came, the Rebel Alliance symbol went up in the air, and she arrived. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, thank you for coming, Catherine. Frush, always a pleasure to speak with you, buddy, with your candid discussion and this newfound positivity to Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy must be doing an amazing job in your eyes. Uh, hopefully the next season sucks so I can get back to my normal personality. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got next? What can I pan next? Well, the Bad, you have batch. The bad batch is yeah, coming. Bad batch. Oh, I don't even bother watching that, so there's no point. Um, and-, and then Mando? He watched that. I'll watch that. <laughs> you watch that just for the content, just just to, <laughs> just <laughs> just for the conversation starters, <laughs> just for the laughs. Well, everyone, it's getting late. Catherine, you you, said, you, you mentioned already mentioned you're exhausted. We've been going for about an hour or forty. This is forty minutes than Josh likes to record ever, but it's been great. I have loved it as much as I have loved watching Andor and. So happy to have you here, Catherine, for our finale discussion and season in review. And I look forward to chatting with you all soon. May the force be with you, which wasn't mentioned in this show for some reason. And may the Rebel Alliance power on. There is a wound at the center of the galaxy (laughs) that won't heal. And that's me. Um, (laughs) Thanks, guys. See you guys soon. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye.